Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are talking about opt-outs. That's right, Tyler. Players who are not playing. The optics of opt-outs. The optics of opt-outs. We are going to talk about um, the Jamie Newman news from today. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd. Then we're going to talk about some other opt-out stuff. We'll then go into the... Uh, Tyler, there's games this weekend. There, there are there are Division One college football games this weekend. There are universities playing a game on a field against each other, and the results of those games matter. Oh! Yeah, baby. It snuck up on me, man. Like, oh, it snuck up on us, all right. You it's... better believe it. Um, We're going to talk about some week one games technically it's week one under the espn like schedule thing but i don't know how it's like week negative three for florida fans well i was i texted you today it feels like week 0.5 yeah you know it feels like a weird in between week because we had last way week, too we many games for it to be week zero but exactly like, but, but not enough for week one the highest profile matchup is byu navy <laughs> on a monday night like exactly it's not necessarily a no stellar week of college football but not at all anyway we'll take a week and get though but speaking of high profiles um tyler let's jump into it georgia quarterback jamie newman has decided to opt out of the season due to the coronavirus pandemic as you and i both believe and you and i both have expressed multiple times both on and off of this podcast we fully support everyone opting out especially especially for coronavirus concerns 100 percent Wish him nothing but the best and all the health and safety that he has. Now, now that we got that out of the way, we got to talk about Georgia's quarterback situation. <laughs> is this um, the first Birdman hand rub of the episode? Oh, you? my God. Yeah, I am Marty Birdman. <laughs> We're two minutes into this episode, oh. and I am, I am Birdman hand rubbing because, you know, it was one of those things where Georgia was introducing several new quarterbacks after mm-hmm. losing Jake Fromm. And changing their offensive coordinator in a year with less practices. Um, in a year, they also had Alabama on their schedule. On top of a Florida team that was supposed to be probably one of, if not the second best, Dan Mullen team. He's only had three years there. so Along, so with, along with the annual game against Auburn. Uh, uh, along with that. Yeah. And... Through this all, like it reports out of camp where that Jamie Newman is, it's you know he's a Wake Forest quarterback, like he's fine, mm-hmm. right? But Wake Forest offense, and this is not a knock against Dave Cross and the Wake Forest team of Deacons because it works for them, and they've, mm-hmm. but they they run a more gimmicky offense that is is suited to specific ways. They've recruited to specialize in those ways, right. and they're very good at certain things. But from most people's analysis, is that he's a very he's a physical, he's physically fit quarterback. He's great physical specimen of a quarterback um he's got a really good arm but he struggled past his first two reads mm-hmm. so where which, would you where would you put him in your quarterback in in the tie tried true tested tyler k williams ooh, quarterback. okay so to remind the people oh it's a new season it's a new, it's season. new season gotta remind new the people um, gotta remind the people tyler the, the tyler williams uh tier quarterback tiered system is fourfold um, it is tier one is the dominators. These are people that, you know, like they show up on the, on the field and it's like, I'm, I'm there. Um, mm-hmm. but they, they take over the game. They've got that equality, but it's also, for like, example, a Deshaun Watson, Deshaun a Watson. Lamar Jackson, yes. a Trevor Lawrence, a Tua Tungabailoa from a professional level, a Tom Brady, where it's just like, he walks, we on don't the acknowledge field. him on this pod. We okay, don't acknowledge they're... him on this pod. But no, 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 no sorry. <laughs> 
Okay. The next tier would be um, the playmaker tier, which is these are people that they they move the offense of, of their own. Um, they're able to pull the offense along. They're mm-hmm. able to make spe- spectacular plays out of structure, important moments. But your, they're not your no, Brock Purdy's. Your Brock Purdy's. Brock yes. Purdy's your what's up? I mean, I would I would put Cal Trask in this in this. Okay, category. I was thinking it, so I'm glad you said it. I yeah, I would put Cal Trask in this category. Mm-hmm. Justin um, Fields, I'd put in this category. Definitely, where it's like they are not. They're not quite as like they don't have the it, the presence, the inevitability of a crashing wave like a dominator tier would mm-hmm. but they are they're good players that they're that they're that good level most good quarterbacks would probably fall into this category mm-hmm. the next category is a tier three uh is the conductor category and when i say this it's more like they're a conduit for the offense they are a vehicle by which the offense moves but they do not move it themselves like mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator in the system is moved through them which is basically the equivalent of me saying they're fine. Right. Like, um, and Jamie Newman, to me, it's weird because depending on where you are, can change this. He seemed to be way... The fourth tier, by the way, is bad, but we don't really discuss that because... <laughs> so so if, if we're talking Gator quarterbacks, your dominators are your Tim Tebow's. Correct. Your playmakers, we've both agreed, your Kyle Trask's. Yeah your um facilitators will be your kind of your felipe franks who the system can run well through that dan mullen version of felipe franks exactly everything needs to work around them for the entire thing they can't they can't put a team on their back correct but if everything's working the offense Mm -hmm. is going is is fine and then your fourth tiers would be your treon harris's absolutely yeah yeah Um, i just want for the record to show i personally would put will greer in the dominator category all right let's calm just, down let's florida just, gators uh, version he the this is gators my version, quarterback <laughs> the florida gators version of will greer's undefeated. okay i just want to throw that out there he also beat two you know, top 25 sp- teams in seven weeks i just want to throw that you, out you're there, spitting but, facts man i mean you're spitting i facts. tell no lies i tell no lies no no lies on this podcast so back to but, jamie newman on the on jamie, <laughs> at wake forest it seemed a lot more like he was a playmaker you know he was an important piece and it, he's, it straddles the line between being fine, being a facilitator, a, con, a conductor, and being a playmaker, in mostly in the sense that the offense is kind of channeled through the quarterback at Wake Forest, mm-hmm. and it definitely seems like that. But there are a lot of moments is that um, against higher level defenses, you look at Jamie Newman's stats, he does not, he didn't, not even just like he t- has less stats, he doesn't play well, right. So I would kind of put him more on the con- on the conductor tier, the tier three. Okay. With, like, at Wake Forest, he felt more like a tier two, but if you look at it holistically, it's kind of any. It probably it just straddles the line depending on the day, honestly. But I would right. I would say tier three. So the system was so well, at Wake Forest, that Jamie Newman was perceived to be elevated into a tier three yeah. into Which, a playmaker when he was actually just the perfect result of a conductor i i actually yeah looking at that yeah it's more of like he's a conductor and but also the thing is the physical attributes make you think that he's probably more than he is Mm -hmm, but i'm kind of of this i've kind of thought about this with quarterbacks for a long time is that like i've i've continued to care less and less about the physical attributes of a quarterback Mm -hmm. yeah because if you can just if you see it and you can get the ball there that's all that's what matters but anyway 
Um, so he's not going to play. No, yeah, all of that, all of that talking. So just all that to talk, say. he won't be taking a snap. Um, he was the projected starter. Mm-hmm. Part of that, part of this is probably uh, seen as the fact that JT Daniels, the former five-star USC quarterback, has transferred to Georgia and has been eligible to play. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people thought that if Jamie Newman starts, that he wouldn't um, finish the season as the starter. Right, because uh, JT Daniels is a little bit more fit for the system that they're trying to run. And However, we talked about that last week in in terms yeah. of who do who was Florida going to see halfway through the year, and you said it best, where the quarterback that starts the season, which was being implied, Jamie Newman, isn't going to be the quarterback that plays halfway through the season in the Georgia in the Florida game for them, implying that it was we were going to be seeing JT Daniels. Yeah. Right. However, I was talking to my coworker, long time friend of the pod, first for, ever guest, of first the pod. ever guest known her for years, uh, mm-hmm. Courtney Mims. And we were discussing this, and she brought up something interesting to me about GT Daniels that I completely forgot. I'd love to hear uh, it, Tyler. It is well, it is well-known fact, begrudged by Florida fans, that JT um, Daniels is eligible to play this season. Mm-hmm. That is a well-known fact. However, JT Daniels has not been cleared to play as of this date. He is still recovering from, from his ACL injury. And the look on Sergio's face is the look I had where I'm like, I completely forgot about that. Um, oh, he, he has not God. yet been cleared to play. I completely forgot about that. He is still he is still recovering from the ACL injury that had him taken out of USC and had him transfer in the first place. So, so it's very he's... it's very possible Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs could be playing Carson Beck, their third wow. string quarterback, going about their third string quarterback two days ago. Uh, could be their starter for the opening. So, season, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, season. okay. So, let me just recap this. Uh, JT Daniels tears his ACL, I think, the beginning of last season, right? Mm-hmm. The beginning of last season, first he game. goes down. First game sucks because he was having a good game up to that point. Mm-hmm. Had big expectations. Things happen at USC. He ends up transferring. He's granted the immediate eligibility waiver by the NCAA because he played eligibility roulette and he ended up winning because that's what happens with the that's NCAA. how it works basically but he has not been medically cleared to medically play. no he's not well i know i just i know you just said all of that and i just repeated it all no, but i'm is... just trying to process this information yeah because i thought jt daniels was going to slide into the starter role immediately if he's if it becomes cleared this could all change in the next month right because it's still a month before sec starts play but mm-hmm. as of late august 2020 JT Daniels is still not medically cleared to play. Courtney, Courtney Mims, you, you, you beautiful know, woman, you Courtney just. Courtney Mims is a wonderful woman, a talented sports mind, and a wonderful sports director. Uh, she she knows how to do her job, and she's got the sources. Well she, done, she, the sources, the sources. Well done. Wow, that is incredible. I didn't know that. So, what what do you think? What do you think that? Uh, what kind of effect does that have on Georgia's offense to start the season? Because we anticipated Jamie Newman. Cause they're going air raid. They're they're well, they they hired a coordinator that is well known for for liking to throw the ball deep, mm-hmm. um, which is code for they're running air raid. <laughs> yeah, basically, essentially, or an air raid modification. They're they're throwing the ball a lot. They're throwing <laughs> the ball a lot more. So um, how does this work? Especially since I know that they have a lot of young receivers. They lost a lot of. They lost okay, two well, offensive linemen. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna whisper into the mic. They're gonna run the ball. They go. They go. They go. The dolls gonna run the ball. I mean, yes. The last time that they played a true freshman quarterback, 
yeah, they went to the next game. It worked out for them. (laughs) Let's calm down. Uh, But I think that, and a lot of that was built on, they had Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb Mm -hmm. in the same backfield. Running the ball. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to be a very run-heavy team. I mean, I'm. I would bet. I'm. I would allegedly. 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 Right. Correct. Bet a ton of money on Alabama waxing them early because they play them in like I believe week two. Week two. Like, yeah. Which because Georgia could Carson Beck they could figure it out or GC Allen could eventually get cleared to play but early mm-hmm. on Georgia early on is I think going to struggle by Georgia's standards. Mm-hmm. Just because they're going to have to play very conservatively. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very interesting to me. Right. right. Um, in that, in that, this changes a lot of things in the in the college football playoff race as a whole, mm-hmm. because this this and a lot of players opting out, which we'll talk about in a, in a moment, at another SEC school um, that is yeah. already also experienced attrition, has basically, in my opinion, pulled two teams away from the college football playoff race. You would you would go out on a limb to say that this is pulling georgia away from the race it well yeah i would say yes i'd say it's pulling them well it's certainly pulling them back because if for nothing else we we can all disagree georgia fans and florida fans and everyone in between can disagree on how good jamie newman could have been the Mm -hmm. the thing is he's not on the team basically anymore you've lost a quarterback yeah and your other your other quarterback isn't medically cleared to play so at best you have two left Mm mm-hmm and depth is a thing, like especially in college football. College football is less of—I don't want to say less. Like the star players have a lot to do with, um, have a lot to do with this. But in in this sport, but depth is a big one, especially There's when such you're high with... turnover every year. Like it mm-hmm. is important to have depth, and quarterback depth is a big thing. I, I've seen it raised that like large part of. It has to be said, a large part of Georgia winning as East the last couple of years has not been because of quarterback play. No. Um, so there is that. And maybe I'm just being a little too reactionary mm-hmm. um, based off what I was already thinking. It's probably facts that I was already thinking of Georgia regressing just mm-hmm. a little bit. We were hoping and, and now, now another negative thing, yeah. which makes me think they'll regress more. When in reality, they may not have regressed much at all. But because mm-hmm. if JT Daniels gets cleared to play in the next two weeks... You can take it all back. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But it's, 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 they're going to have to be on top of their stuff early on because they'll probably have to play Carson Beck. Yeah. And that's something that we've said it before. If we're talking a recruiting battle, I think you give the edge to Kirby Smart over Absolutely. Nick Mullen. We're talking on field adjustments and making the most of what you have on the roster. I'm taking Dan Mullen over Kirby Smart every, every day. And so it's going to be up to him to kind of step up and see where he goes from there. Um, all right, Tyler, let's move on to other players that have opted out. I have a list in front of me, courtesy of The Athletic. Um, this is not an ad read for them, just we love The Athletic. Uh, That's true. It's a, it's a running list of players that have decided to opt out for COVID-19 reasons um, of playing this football season. Now, this is only this do, list does include players from Pac-12 teams and Big Ten teams. Um, I'm not really going to mention them because they weren't going to play regardless. They don't um, really have much of a choice. Like. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, but when you look at it, there's a couple teams that stand out. I think the biggest name on here um, in terms of, like, 
draft eligibility. The biggest name on here is Micah Parsons, which he's a Big Ten player, so we won't go into him. But we have a recent news of a certain LSU wide receiver that was supposedly going to tear apart the SEC yet again. That's reigning Belinkakoff award winner, Jamar Chase, wide receiver for LSU. He's opted out of the season and has decided to declare for the NFL draft. Tyler, this LSU team has now lost, I think it's 20 of 22 starters from last season via the draft, graduation, opting out. Uh, LSU also has lost starting defensive end Neil Farrell Jr., who was a senior that was a big part of that team last year. Um, Tyler, you kind of hinted... On top of both of their coordinators. On top of both of their coordinators. Tyler, you hinted to it earlier earlier on. I'm very confident that LSU ain't contended for more than nine wins. So I felt, I felt that you and I were like in this... We were like on a raft, and like everyone else felt like they were on like a cruise ship and were staring at us like, why are those guys voluntarily on the raft? And the raft was us saying, LSU is not going to be as good as you think. This they will cruise this ship is going to sink. Like, so, so you guys can on, get on the raft, but we're just going to stay right here until it happens. We're, we're going to chill because we have the upper hand. Like it's, it's insane how, how the perception of LSU right now is that, oh yeah, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be great. You have to realize they're coming from arguably the greatest football team in college football history. This isn't yeah. like an above average team. This is. Up there with 0-1 Miami as it's, one of the it's best statistically teams the greatest quarterback season of all time. Yeah, like first person to ever throw for sixty touchdowns in a college football season. Like mm-hmm. you have like that's that's it's not just they some there are some years where there's a collection of good teams and just one of them ends up winning the national championship. You know, but then there's other years where some one team was so above the rest, mm-hmm. and that was LSU last year. Yeah, and that was one of the historic teams, and and it's. I don't say this to say that LSU is going to long term crash and burn. I just think they're ta- we just think that they're going to take it down year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just they're not to expect them to compete at the same level that they were last year's asinine, and then to expect them to in a ten game season win eight games. I think is a stretch. I think the I think the ceiling for this team is eight games. And I think the floor is five games. And it's not like, oh my gosh, they're going to go five and five after they went undefeated. No, 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 no. you got to take everything away from them. This doesn't mean Coach O is all of a sudden a bad coach. Yeah. This doesn't mean that the team last year all of a sudden was bad. This doesn't mean that the players that are in there right now are bad and can't compete for championships in the future. This is saying that the pressure and the expectations that people are putting on them are unrealistic. You yeah. can't expect a team to go from arguably one of the greatest teams in college football history, like you said, the greatest statistical quarterback season of, of all time in the 150 years of college football. This was the greatest season. You cannot expect that to lose all of that and then turn around and say, yeah, they'll compete in the hardest division in the hardest conference in college football. No, After losing ha- 20 of 22 starters. And- it won't happen. It won't yeah. happen. And that And that's, again, you, you said it best. Like, this is not... It, it, it doesn't like mean things for the grandiose future of LSU football. Right. It's hey, look, just... look, players there now, don't take our sound bites, put them on your bulletin board and say they hate us. Absolutely not. We're no. not saying that at all. 
We're just saying that it's going to be kind of hard to replace Joe Burrow. It's going to be kind of hard to replace Jamar Chase. It's going to be kind of hard to replace. I I mean, according according to certain certain sources, Miles Brandon throws throws better ball than Drew Brees, but that's not important. Yeah, I'm also six four, so. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. But I mean, here here's the best way I look at it. Equate Mm -hmm. it to because this is you know our experience as Florida fans. If you equate it to the 20, 2006 um, and 2007 Florida teams, 2006, right. they won a national championship on a senior and high-level junior heavy team. Yeah. they right. were, And then the next season, they replaced almost everything. Tim Tebow comes in. They win nine games. He wins a Heisman. But they, they it was the worst US, uh, UF defense, I think, still in the last, like, 20 years. Yeah, like, it was pretty bad. Because they were – they were playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores and they still won like nine games and a Heisman. So like, I'm not saying that they're not going to have, they can't win. And that, listen, like, that, that 07 team, you know, who was a freshman on that team? Joe Hayden. You know, who was yeah. a freshman on that team? Um, Brandon spikes, you know, who was a freshman on that team? Ahmad black, like these players that developed into the stars. This that they experience are, could is probably going to be good for them. This is, yeah, this is, this is the best thing that could possibly happen. Host, the greatest college football team of all time, apparent allegedly, you know, arguably. You know, it's an interesting point because this way they can just accept that they're going full mm-hmm. youth movement yeah. instead of the half in, half out movement of we still got all these really good players like Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could kind of win or we should just dedicate to building for future years. Yeah. In now, a sport- now they can just be like, all right, like, yeah, like, all right, cool. We're going to compete for the 22 national title. Like, that's it. You know, in a if sport anything, like college I feel more football, confident in their ability to, to win a national agreed, hundred percent agreed. In a sport yeah. like college football, where it's four year turnover at five years at most, um, it's very difficult to compete year in and year out. Not everyone is Nick Saban, all right. Not everyone yeah. has a factory. Not everyone has a car dealership that they can. Use. I'm sorry, allegedly has a car dealership that they can use. You know what I mean? Oh, he has a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> So he has a car dealership, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Dealership. Okay. Deals. Deal. Deal. Deals are shipped. There you go. Oh, 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 Tyler. I like that. I'm just saying. So that's our that's our take on LSU. We just wanted to kind of clarify that and just use this um, uh, use this Jamar Chase news as just ammunition to the to the 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 take that we've been having. And good for Jamar Chase for opting out. Not like he had anything to prove. Like not at all. Not at all. He was, he was the gonna best be a top wide receiver in college football last year. Like he's he's gonna be a wide the number one wide receiver taken off the board next year. Um, Tyler, I want to talk about another team. Uh, I want to talk about Oklahoma. They're losing Kennedy Brooks, running back. He's also declaring for the draft. Um, this would have been nice to pair Spencer Rattler uh, with, kind of have yeah. a, a a veteran yeah, leadership option out the backfield to. Uh, to a run the ball but um you know it's gonna be a little sad there in in that sense um i do want to real quick tyler uh i want to light a candle pour one out have a moment of silence for Derek mason and the vanderbilt commodores because not only are they vanderbilt not only i can't believe that that's like (laughs) a knock (laughs) not only are you who you are (laughs) 
not only are you fundamentally no, that which you may be not like, only are you generationally behind like, no 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 not only are you generationally behind the other teams in your conference um but Derek Mason's job is on the line he loses three senior offensive linemen oh that were starters Tyler this is the equivalent of having uh only this is the equivalent of having five life like floaties in the middle of the ocean someone coming up and instead of saving you they take a pair of scissors and they pop three of them it's a wrap you're 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 shark <laughs> you're food. you're done like, you're shark food that's it i, and we I just talked about it last week but their schedule is so hard <laughs> we, we tried to find a win for them we tried we said there was we, maybe one maybe one victory. legitimately think they could go an over I don't think like, it's happening now. You lose three senior starters from your offensive line. I don't care if you're at the FCS level. I don't care if you're group of five. I don't care if you're power five. I don't care if you're Vandy. It's going to make a big difference. Big difference. Oh big my difference. Gosh. Poor guys. Poor, uh, poor, poor guys. Poor um, in, in other news, uh, UCF, University of Central Florida, has had 10 players opt out. Now, granted, only two of them were starters. But I think one of those backups that um, was opting out is Daryl Mack Jr., who famously, famously came in for Mackenzie Milton after the gruesome leg injury that he had and then was kind of in a quarterback battle last year against Dylan Gabriel. Uh, There were, he was going to start the season off as Dylan Gabriel's backup, but now that just leaves, I think, two, I think it leaves three quarterbacks in that quarterback room. One of them is Dylan Gabriel and two freshmen, like true freshmen. So, yeah. uh, interesting. They'll probably still win the whole thing. So, uh, well, you know, Cincinnati exists. So, oh, true, true, true. I don't true. know about that one. You know, i I shouldn't. I should. I should think about that because I, I now have a very good friend of mine who's going to medical school in Cincinnati. So go bear. Oh, friends. okay. Um, there you go. Bear so down. Warring, warring allegiances here. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I also I have, have a friend of mine. Well, no, I have a friend of mine. UCF, like literal blood family. I was going to say you have blood family. My girlfriend is a is a a proud UCF alum. Let oh, me just very say proud. that one. Let me just say that one. Uh, I I hear about the national championship probably once a month. Uh, That's pretty re- generous. Only once a month. Like, I really try. I really try not to like try to sit her. We're not going to talk about Alexa. And the national <laughs> championship. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this right now. Um, but I do want to give an update. Uh, I was. I lied to you, Tyler. Um, there are four Vanderbilt offensive linemen that have opted out. I forgot about Steven Spinelli. Four? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Steven Spinelli. And he was a redshirt senior offensive lineman. Oh, my God. Just kind of moved over. So lots Derek of different people Mason, opting out. Lots poor, of different better, things. I better be seeing a, a, a Nashville mansion be put up. For... We we should do you know the sarah mclaughlin is it sarah mclaughlin the in the arms of yeah that's sarah we should have one of those videos for Derek mason and all the proceeds go to um i don't even want to send it to Derek mason because i know that sec buyout's gonna be pretty nice i kind of just want to send it to like the boosters of vanderbilt and be like just drop some bags please <laughs> like come on can, people like- can we raise can we raise some bags for the vanderbilt boosters who can't say <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my all right tyler there's a whole bunch more a whole lot more players that have opted out um a couple off freshman offensive linemen for south carolina um chandler wooden linebacker senior linebacker for out of auburn um yeah so 
whole bunch of things, whole bunch well, of opt-outs. We opt support outs. all of them. We've already said We support it before, every single like, one of them. You honest... don't even have to give me a reason. Don't even give me a reason. I support you yeah. wholeheartedly. You're playing a game. Don't have to. <laughs> um, you, you do not need to give us an ex- us the lay people an explanation as to why you have decided to not play absolutely. college football during a global pandemic. You don't have to explain it to us. Don't even have to say a word. Not at all. Not at all. So there you go. There is that. Tyler I want to talk about some actual games that are being played. Literal football games. Games that matter, Tyler. The results are going to mean something to us. They are very, I, she is very beautiful to me. These games are important (laughs) to me. That's very true. All right. Uh, So what a, what a, what a like high profile week 0.25. Like, is it? Like I said earlier, our headliner <laughs> for this weekend is BYU at Navy at 8 o'clock on a Monday. Happy Labor Day. So take with that what you will. I, I do want to point out, Tyler, we have football on Thursday, tomorrow, yes. or today, if you're listening to this, and that's Central Arkansas at UAB, um, ESPN3, which means you can probably get on ESPN+. Plus. And yeah. then on CBS Sports Network, you have South Alabama taking on Southern mississippi Mm. nine o'clock on uh cbs sports network i'm a little concerned tyler because on because on this espn schedule i have pulled up there's always a tickets tab and it kind of tells you what the cheapest ticket is based on whatever i'm concerned at how many of these games have tickets available yeah yeah i'm not liking that i want college football i don't want people there if you're not on the team like I genuinely don't think you need people like the magic of college football is in the pattern streams and the fans and everything. Mm-hmm. But for one season, and this is just us as football fans where right. I could watch it muted and I would still enjoy it. hundred um, percent. I, I, I actually, sound. I have actually had to watch games muted, still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to need some of these to like, first of all, why are you going? Why are you going to Central Arkansas at UAB? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why you need to pay twenty six dollars to watch this football game in person. I don't know why you can't just watch it at, at home. Like, it's not uh, even the highest. Like, that's that's a crappy opponent by UAB standards. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I don't eh. need this. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Listen, I'm excited that college football is back. But Me too. I just but, I, I, mean, I I love watching. I'm I'm perfectly content to watch football on my couch. So like. Mm-hmm. Which, fun fact, so my current roommate, mm-hmm. very good friend of mine, Risden, he, we have, we have moved in together at the start of this calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, we get along great. He's a great friend of mine. We get along about a lot of things, but he is not a sports person. Oh. And that's not a deal breaker to me. Because, no, it's like, not. No. But it's one of those things where, like, I need you to know that come fall saturdays are sacred <laughs> yeah this tv gonna be mine <laughs> um, i just need 15 saturdays a year like where just either you can hang out just, talk to me great you want to watch like i i'm 100 percent beautiful i'll explain like, the game i'll explain the game to you i would love to teach you the game mm-hmm. but and it's so funny because like every other sport quickly had gotten canceled after that Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really lived with me in a sports situation before. Oh, shoot. You're and so I'm very right. interested to see how this works out. <laughs> Tyler, I wish you nothing but the best. And let me just explain to you. That is the reason why I got myself a studio by myself. 
in yeah. this in Connecticut because I did not want to have those discussions. I said I want to have I want to watch college football all day long, which reminds me I have to actually add the sports package. I may do it tonight so I can watch this South Alabama Southern Miss game because it's on CBS yeah. Sports Network. I might actually add it right now. Especially since Tyler on Saturday at 1:30, Middle Tennessee State is playing Army on CBS Sports Network at 1:30. That is a game that looks very exciting. I actually am very excited for that game. That that's um, probably well, listen. I can read off the games. The, the headlining game is going to be Monday's game, eight o'clock on ESPN. BYU Navy. By the way, timeout. Did you watch the um, Central Arkansas Austin P game? Part of it, at least. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of the new ESPN college football graphics on screen? Like the, the bar on the bottom and stuff. Because I'm actually I'm surprised at how much I liked it. I liked it. I mean, like, it's it didn't I didn't watch like it, it didn't like make an impression on me too much. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't like I was watching, but I wasn't like paying, paying like super close attention. Okay. Um and other things I was doing, but like mm-hmm. I li- I liked it. Like I kinda it's always weird whenever anyone changes their graphics package. But they do it every like, year. ESPN does at least. ESPN does it every year, but it it, it jogs me every single time. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like it because it's this little like kind of differentiates seasons. And, yeah, it's um, like a time capsule. Like I can look yeah. at that and be like, oh, I remember that was like 2012 or 13. And, yes, I, I and, I, and I remember the players I associate like with CBS. I mean, I associate the um, the small little box in the corner i associate that with the late 2000s i wasn't a gator fan per se at that point because yeah, i but... was i was in middle school and, and early high school but like i remember watching the florida i think it was florida lsu game the tebow jump pass game like mm-hmm. i associate that game with that box like i see it and i can transport myself back to that so and i, I associate a lot of old games that i've watched with that old nbc across the top oh yeah ticker so like yeah, yeah so i mean i i don't mind it um yeah. Don't mind it. I don't mind I'm sure it. I'll find a reason to get annoyed <laughs> with it sometimes. Like, as long as they don't play um, uh, Memories ever again. <laughs> don't ever play Memories by Fall Out Boy ever again. You remember that year? That's all they played? I think it was, was like it, Centuries? Or centuries. Or that's what centuries. it was. Centuries. Which is like, I mean, like, I like that song, but it's every time. Not anymore. Every, <laughs> that's the thing. Every year they pick that college football anthem. Mm-hmm. And like when that season's not happening, I'll listen to the song and be like, "Oh, you know, like I, I like, you know, it's a good song." And then it's over, and I don't listen to it again for like months. <laughs> it's like the I think it was last year or two years ago. It was the Panic at the Disco song. It was like it's Saturday night, and I was like, "Okay, an acceptable choice. I like that one a lot. Let's keep this consistency, ladies and gentlemen." Yeah, I don't. I know they're doing. I'm gonna drive up to Bristol. I'm gonna drive up to Bristol and be like, "Hey guys, uh, can we do me a favor? Just pick a good one that we all like, and then just stick with that." Do you want a job? No, no, no. Just play Seven Nation Army every year. I support. I support. Um, All right, Tyler. We got a couple games here. I think the important part is, if you want to just kind of hang out on Saturday, and just watch college football, you could literally sit at ESPN and at one o'clock watch. I think it's Eastern Kentucky taking on Marshall at one. Once that game's over, you got SMU heading to Texas State, which is interesting because Texas State is the, um, I think it's their independent team, uh, and they managed to get SMU to come to them, which is very interesting. Uh, Watch that at 4.30, and then the nightcap, Tyler, 
you got Arkansas State taking on Memphis at 8 o'clock. Which I am interested in. Which I actually am interested in. It's going to be interesting to see how that Memphis offense kind of reasserts himself because it's the same system. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah they're they promoted Ryan Silverfield the head coach. They got yeah. a lot of the same players. So right, same I'm car, very, different driver. Yeah, exactly. Very so, interested. I'm excited. Which I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that we we settled upon that one being the one that we're like most excited about. I think I really really do like Middle Tennessee and Army. I may have to start my my college football get that CB package. get that sports package baby. I think I might have to start. I, I was trying to hold off until the first week of ACC games because I know I think Miami is playing Louisville I think on like the ACC network week one or something and I knew there were going to be good games on the ACC network so I was mm-hmm. like all right I'll wait until that week but I guess I'll start like a week or two or I think a week or yeah early. you're an ACC country right now I am an ACC country um I am an ACC country and I don't mind it you know I, yeah. I actually I've there's been a lot of discussion here. There's not much like college football talk. There's a lot of UConn talk, but since UConn isn't playing, there's not much like college football talk on on local places. This is a big basketball, but mostly big hockey yeah. type of place. So there's been a you lot know, of as hockey they say news. in hockey. You know, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> I got an A, greatest, greatest C, and a K. <laughs> I got a C, a K, and a J all next to each other, so that's a nope. <laughs> uh, a uh, great one, a great one. Yeah. Um. All right, Tyler. Is there anything else to say about these games? I mean, just the fact that BYU football? Navy will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I like that we're getting the service academies front and center early uh-huh. on. I like just, that they they each have like full twelve game schedules. Yeah, I like that a lot. But. uh it's just it's a nice primer for i think it's a nice primer for what is to come mm-hmm. so that'll be good yeah there's a lot of postpones here like back in. we were supposed to get marshall ecu last weekend we were supposed to get rice in houston this weekend we were supposed to get jacksonville state uh and fiu this weekend and all those games were postponed so we should be ex- be expecting for these things to yeah continue to to appear and stuff so yeah all right tyler i guess that's it um do you want to head into the patented time tested and true tweets that we've shared i will but first things first um we've talked a lot about cbs sports network and i just want to give a shout out to once again courtney mims um if any of you fine folk out there have cbs sports network and fancy yourself water sports Mm -hmm. um Courtney has been doing the basically sideline reporting equivalent of to their water uh, watercross tournaments uh, that they've been doing around the country. So um, for any reason you like that, go give her a watch. Take That's a look. My, I'm just trying to support a friend. She's doing her look. job. We absolutely love everything and anything that Courtney Mims does. Uh, and the great thing is that when we were in school with Courtney, Courtney was just as knowledgeable as she is on the news, like just like chopping it up with us in the hallway. Like we would be backstage at a show or Courtney would be coming to see it or she'd be helping out or whatever. And I would just like ask her a quick basketball question just because I was generally curious. And she would give me the most concise, most specific answer and then just keep it moving. And I was like, yes, thank you, Courtney. This is what I needed. I just needed that one little nugget of information. I appreciate it from you. So 
love to see her doing well. Love to see her on national television on CBS Sports Network. So I, I, now I have to get that sports package. I got yeah, to gotta, gotta get a sports package. Got to um, check out my girl, Courtney, you know? Yeah, she's been doing a good job. Um, awesome, awesome. So let's go from that happy subject to, you know, a endless dre- like uh, source of misery for me. I, um, tweets we shared. You sent me a tweet from the Jaguars, Jaguars account. It says we have waived running back Leonard Fournette. That, that's, that's it. it. You, we're, your your tweet. I don't even. We're not. Tyler, you know what? Don't make me talk about it. <laughs> no, I won't. I think I think that you should take. I think that we should both take some pride. I don't know of any other podcast out there that has both of the hosts, football teams fully embrace the tank like i've <laughs> i i have i have come out i've come out of the tanking thing and i've realized it works and i can give you some optimism and i can truly say i'm not going to say trust the process because that did not work out for philly i'm going to tell you tanking works so that you know, that way anytime that you're looking at the jags this season and you're just you're blotching the blood that's coming from your eyes you can say that's right sergio Sergio said tanking works. So, you know, it's actually, I will say, um, having witnessed firsthand how tanking affects you and how, like, you as a person are fundamentally just more, more cheery when you talk about Miami Dolphins football than oh you were, God. like, a simple eight months ago. Tyler, optimism like, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. It's a hell so, of a drug. One day, one day we'll get back there. I'm just. You're going to love, you're actually going to love it. After the first three or four games because I, I won't lie to you that ravens game last year was one of the saddest dolphins moments of my life but once you like accept the fact that your team is just absolute dog crap you're fine yeah see that that's the thing you, you'll the be only- so much you'll, you'll you'll you will go elbow deep you will go like fully into your fantasy teams like you will find a way to occupy that fandom in you i promise you you oh i do we're gonna be we're gonna be on the precipice of an undefeated gator season like you will be able to put your energy into something i've survived before I you can do will <laughs> you will tyler i'm yeah. telling you you just got to make sure you win a game you don't want to be that you don't want to be the lions you don't want to go over um no here's the thing and it'll be a pleasant surprise when you win a game you'll be like oh would you look at that that's would you look at that i had convinced myself that the Jaguars are going to be bad, but not like terrible, terrible mm-hmm. because like not over terrible, like, because it was like, they're going to, you know, they've got Leonard Fournette still on his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got TJ Chark. I believe in Minshew. That's just me. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll probably surprise somebody. And this is, I want them. I like that. They're embracing the tank in the form of picks, mm-hmm. but, and like draft capital, but I'm like, leave some talent. Cause you want to actually be able to see, if this quarterback that you have on the cheapest of cheap contracts mm-hmm. is good, like you yeah. want to be able to tell. And now you just wave a running back. You get nothing, possibly less than nothing um, <laughs> for this running back. And who's going, who's going down the road <laughs> to Tampa to sign with Tom Brady, who has two pro ball wide receivers, a good offensive line. And, Bruce Arians is your head coach. And like in a lot of ways I'm glad that the team has embraced the tank. So I can just know going in I'm like this is going to suck. But in other ways I'm very upset because I want Minshew to get a shot and I just don't feel like that's going to happen. This... So somebody so somebody tweet if if the Jaguars win 4 games they should sign Minshew to a lifetime contract. Like <laughs> like 
I, best... I've I've always wondered what time traveling feels like, and this must be it because I feel like I'm looking I'm looking at myself. What last year, year is it? Uh... <laughs> I'm looking at myself last year. I just want you to know before I move on, we don't have to talk about the Jags anymore. I just want you to know, you have a new favorite player, and his name is Draft Picks. So enjoy it whenever you're feeling down. Just just look at your draft picks. <laughs> Hold them tight. Yeah. Sing them a lullaby. Those cuddle them to bed. Two second rounders or two, whew, two first and me, two seconds. They're making me happy. That's I a pretty say, darn good. That's a pretty darn good outlook. You're gonna be me next year during the draft. Oh, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You're in. you're gonna be facetiming me when your first round draft picks come up. I'm not gonna be facetiming you. You're gonna facetime me. Yeah, it, it's like it's it's usually been you facetiming me, but mm-hmm, exactly so. Have no fear. Well, no, have some fear. Have faith. I'm absolutely gonna have fear. Have faith. It'll no, they can't all work hurt me out. anymore. Again, uh, no, I'm gonna knock on some wood real quick. Uh, all right, there mm-hmm. we go. Uh, yeah. Um, just uh, last thing as we go. Um, this time last year, the Jaguars unveiled the new uniforms at the airport, and the five players that they used to show it were Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boyd, and Leonard Fournette. None of which are still on the team. All right, Sergio, what's your tweet? Whoa! Wow. Um, I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> is that therapeutic for you? Is that is that what you wanted? Is that what you I, needed? It, it helps remind me of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's it's like oh, it's truly a complete deconstruction of what it is to be a good team. Okay, so we're at we're close to rock bottom, so we can go up. Um, you know, it it, it helps me let go of that 2017 team. Got it. Got it, that's, got it. That's the big thing is that it's a closure. Large part of this it's is closure. that people, and that was a great season and I had such fun with it and I'm so glad that it happened. But a lot of people still want to cling to that and I've, I've, I've just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like that's in the past. Right. Whereas this is a new era-ish. Continue. All right. Wait, what's your tweet? Like, let's stop talking about this. All right. Like, my tweet. I'm going to go clutch my draft picks while you explain <laughs> this. Sing them a song as you go to bed. Uh, my tweet is from Miles Garrett from WSBT Television. Um, he says, me on September 26th, and it's a video, and I'm going to go ahead and the play the audio. Sound, right? All right, that's all I'll play. I don't want to get hit with a copyright. But oh, that's a good point. Um, but Tyler, it's a back. It's back. It's a back, baby. The SEC oh. on CBS released their schedule for the 2020 season, and there are seven weeks in which that they are going to be having their package. It's interesting because before they used to kind of pick the games what like two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance. But because of whole COVID and stuff, I guess they're like giving the first seven weeks and such. We start September 26th, Mississippi State at LSU, 3.30 p.m. Then the next week got October 3rd, A&M at Bama. Circle that bad boy. Um, Then week four on the 17th of October, you got Georgia at Bama. This one's at 8 p.m. Because this is coming from Sunday of the Masters, which was moved, is coming over. Which means you got Jim Nance calling the end of the Masters, or is it the yeah? Is it the Masters? I think it's the Masters. Jim Nance calling the end of the Masters going into uh, Georgia, Alabama. Just ooh, talk about a Sunday. Talk about a Sunday. That's gonna be an eight. 
uh, or Saturday. Sorry, it's gonna be Masters Day. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about a Saturday. Georgia at Alabama. Boom. Halloween. You got LSU at Auburn at three thirty, and then you have the most important game of the SEC schedule. And this is not even a bias. This is like the game that will determine the East. Uh, Florida, Georgia in Duval, three thirty, as God intended. Yes, in Jacksonville, and then closing out the broadcast season. I guess you got November fourteenth. Bama at LSU. Now I have a hard time believing they're going to stop here because Tyler, there's a little game called the Iron Bowl. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Eh, maybe uh, small it. game out of Alabama. It's not a big deal. Yeah. They p- typically pick up that game, so I typically. expect that to happen. And I also expect, you know, when was the last time they didn't? This is a rhetorical question because I don't, I don't, I don't even know if the the time exists. Honestly, I'm not sure. Prior to next, you know what's gonna be interesting. You know what's gonna be interesting. What? They're they're gonna pick up the Iron Bowl for Thanksgiving, but the that week isn't the last week of the season. It's That's the week nine. Last week. So the last week of the season, the biggest game I think is Florida Tennessee, which means oh no, <laughs> we're gonna get we're probably gonna get the SEC on CBS. See, you know, just just playing. I know I said it last week. Playing Tennessee late in the year. Just makes me. It hasn't really, gone well. I know it hasn't gone well. It it came back to bite like us one and, time and it didn't go well. It, it, we um, did it nine eleven year. This is this is the equivalent of me saying that like that color of the uniform affects if you win, which I think is stupid. Um, yeah, I think but, it's stupid. Don't don't hey don't don't mention that to medium income bucks bucks fan Tyler Renfro because he is adamant that we lose every time the orange jerseys are worn. He's adamant Which about is, it. Is you know incorrect, but it's just, wrong. But it, he's adamant about it. I mean, there's there's definitely something to the whole thing of like look good, feel good, feel good, play, play good. good, play good, win. Yeah. But I don't think that there's the voodoo element. But yeah, yeah, we'll just keep that on the down low. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's my tweet. Yeah. The SEC on CBS is back. You'll love it's that back, music. baby. You love when that I, music. When I hear, if I, I will literally probably have goosebumps when I hear it for the first time. <laughs> like, more than any other year. You know? But Yeah. What's the old song that everyone's loved? Because they changed the song, right? A while it, ago. Because I, I, occasionally I see tweets where it's like, oh, I wish they still had the old song. There's like it's it's like a version of, I think it's like a version of the same song that's just okay. like, it has like it, I I don't remember exactly like cuz that's the one I associate but that maybe that's because I've been I've been following college football seriously since my freshman year of college. Like yeah, that same, was my like so. that was my like first like all right I'm all in on college football. Um so I guess I'm not this is the one I remember. I don't remember the old one. It's if it's the one that sparks the emotion of oh boy oh boy college mm-hmm. football's back yeah. then that's all you need all i hear is oh. dun, 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 and i'm already like ooh, i'm, I'm like a, a get that crane shot going into the stadium mm-hmm. get the, or, the shots the of the fans shot. ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's all you need brad nestler gary danielson that's what i need that's all i need yeah. um all right so that's my tweet that we shared tyler we don't have anything else but i do want to kind of bring up one last thing it's some it's fantasy football week, baby. It's fantasy football season. We got drafts coming up this weekend. Ooh, this weekend's gonna be heavy drafts for me. Tyler, how many leagues are you in this year? I am in one, two, three. I'm in four leagues. I am also in four leagues, Tyler. Yes, sir. So we are uh, in two leagues together, right? Two leagues together, correct. Mm-hmm. We so are the in... two the two After... leagues that we're together in is uh the SOTD alumni league. Yep. Yes. Um, so the money league. Yeah, I call it my money league because that's the yeah. One. It's 
most of my leagues are money leagues, but this mm-hmm. is probably like the one that I won and I still don't have the trophy. I'm gonna text Anthony. I'm gonna text Andy like, right now. <laughs> like, um, the one that I'm the reigning champion of. You are uh, the inaugural champion. The no, and Andy, Andy, Andy won it the first year. Oh, Andy like, won it the first year. That's right. But I am, you know, the mm-hmm. reigning and most important champion and youngest champion ever. Um, mm-hmm. But I. Like my team's name is uh, Castle Questers. Yes. And your team's name is is Helmet Grievances. A yep, play so on of last year. Last, yeah. I feel like I had to keep it. It's just a really good name. I, I typically keep my names, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. exactly. The other one that we're in, mm-hmm. I've just added um, Sergio to the league of my friend, like my old college roommates league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Harambe is our twelfth man. <laughs> is is the name of the league our group chat is called the harambe fanatics has it been that way for a while now it it, it yes how long it has was this cre- it been... was created the year directly after that happened like, got it okay so like 2017 yes okay. like got it got it so it was it was a series of events but my mm-hmm. my name in that league is chilled water plants now this is a deep cut in, like inside joke you have to, to explain it so back in like freshman year of like college, me and my friends would always like trek across campus and we would make jokes about like our meeting spot was one of the chilled water plants on camp, like water plant on campus. Got it. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the place where they pump water, like not a physical plant, mm-hmm. like not like a with green leaves. And no, everything. no, no, like, no, no. Like the industrial water, plant. the industrial type plant. Like, yeah. and we had this whole series of jokes. I can't remember the details of a lot of them about the different chilled water plants and what they all represented. Like this is, you know, dumb, like 18 year old, 18 year old humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just chose, cause I was blanking on a name. <laughs> I chose to be the chilled water plants because a couple of people that were in the inside joke were in it in the initial season and they, they didn't continue, mm-hmm. but I've never changed it. Cause I felt like I'd betray myself if I changed the name. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, t- I but, feel about helmet grievances. I, I thought of it on a whim last year, and I was like, gold, got it. Yeah. In the middle of the Antonio Brown stuff, I'm like, I'm in. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was good. And what's your, so what's what's the name you've chosen for that league? It is the motto that I think you and every Jags fan should embrace. It's tanking works. Yes, sir. Because it does. Yes, sir. Because it does. Yes. All right. What, um, what are the other two leagues that you're in? My other two leagues, I have what we call the league which this year has then added a parenthesis that says COVID-19 safe so that we know everyone got tested. We're good. Everyone in training <laughs> camp is, is cleared. We're doing yeah, protocols so- once or twice, two, three times a week. That is my league with my best, closest group of friends from high school and college. Um, we've been in this league for, I think this league went on a couple years before I joined, but I've been in this league since my sophomore year of college. So this will be my fifth, fifth or sixth year, I think. I don't know. And Damn, then I've, I've kind of changed league names back and forth. But last year I picked Los Flores after Brian Flores. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it because I, I like yeah. I like it a lot. So I'm going with it. And my little emoji is like a Ryan Tannehill in the Dolphin jersey. And I'm just going to keep it like we're, we're going to ride with it. So that's my other one. And then my last league is called the Congratulations Sports Journalist because it's my league that was started today. Um, (laughs) Literally today was started today. And it's uh, all of the some of the some of the people in my grad program wanted to start a fantasy football league 
for that league, I have decided to go with. I texted it to you. I forgot what it was. I honestly forgot. What yeah, it was. let me look it up. Like, oh, and I have it in my text with you. This is great podcasting. What's your name? Your name's Tyler. Um. Oh, it's Flippers Fan Club. Yeah. Because I'm a you know dolph- I was trying to get a Tua type name, but I felt like Flipper was more niche because it was a dolphin. Yeah. So I went with Flippers Fan Club. Nice. Those are my um, my four names and my four leagues. What about you, Tyler? What are the other two leagues? My other two leagues are uh, one with my high school friends, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's called the Brady Bunch because we call it, so we called ourselves the Brady Bunch. The who? One, the Brady Bunch. Because one of our friends <laughs> is named Brady. Uh-huh. His name is Brady Mims. Okay. And in high school, we were slight. Our general, you know, like kind of goes into other groups amalgamation of people yeah was called the brady bunch because he was the constant <laughs> everyone i'm not joking about this like um so i love we, this we have had a group meet chat for like seven years and the the um image of the chat we all we they took the brady bunch logo like the show logo and put all of our faces in it um anyway now when i'm the set my name my team's name is the central time zoners because i'm the only one that lives in central time <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> oh man everyone else is still back in the east time so. and then you gotta the come back league, tyler you gotta come back man i'm trying okay um <laughs> but the other league is my father's league mm-hmm. with my father and all his friends that has gone on way longer than i've been in it though i did win it my first year there that's i was gonna say weren't you didn't you i i was the first oh, oh, ever... i'd like to i'd like to say i won the league covid19 safe i won that league last year i just want to point nice that out. nice yeah my first ever this is the fighting sand crabs league um and don't ask me the backstory for the name i don't know it like i know you every time you bring it up you say don't ask me i don't know and every time every <laughs> time to i'm gonna the go lore one day but it, it's like they all know it but it's existed since before i was part of it <laughs> um but my first year in it i won and i was the youngest person ever to win it and the first male to ever win it. Um, oh wow! Cool. And if Melody, Mrs. Melody Gary, NF Mel, had won it three years in a row. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I know. Um, but back to back to back, I love that. In the Fighting Sand Crab League, my team name is Otter Strike Back, and the reason being for this is that I joined on a whim because I was my family went to the draft party, and my mm-hmm. dad's like, "We have an extra spot. Do you want to just do Wait, it?" And you like, have like you have like draft parties like my fa- my dad like my family uh it's my dad and all of his like all of our church f- friends and everything mm-hmm. so they like throw a party like oh, everyone's awesome. families come over and we like have to, we have to do that one day if we're like living I, in the vicinity it's so much fun and yeah. they literally have like a humongous whiteboard and they all print out like little stickers that you put up and like in um, the like in the league yeah no it's it's a real deal thing like okay. it's so much fun i when it's safe to do so I highly, I highly suggest people do this if, yeah. if it's physically possible. Because the whole thing is that everybody lives in Jacksonville. Yeah, I was like, having that. I, I was having this conversation today with the people in my grad thing, and we're thinking of maybe doing it. But that's because we're all getting tested regardless, and we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna be together on Monday because that's our first in-person class. Mm. So we're kind of thinking of maybe should we do it? Should we not? We're still kind of kicking the can around. We'll see what happens. But yeah. But in that one, so when I jo- the day I joined, I was just wearing a random T-shirt, and it was this T-shirt that I got when I was in Monterey, California. Mm-hmm. So in Monterey, California, they have like a humongous sea otter population, so they have like all these stores where they we went to this store where it had multiple T-shirts of all of these classic movies 
but they just had otters in them instead of I real love people. It. I like they love had it. Back to the Future with otters, and the one I got was an, a, a poster of Empire Strikes Back, but it's called Otter Strike Back, and everything <laughs> in it is an otter. I still have this shirt and wear it often. Like I love it, and I was wearing it, and my dad's like, "You got to come up with a team name." I'm like, "What do I do?" <laughs> this is my you- first ever league, and I just looked down, and I was just like, "I'm making an Otter Strike Back." And I was going to change it, but then I won that year. So it says Otter Strike Back won on the trip. So now, so now you're stuck. Keep now you're I'm stuck. locked in, baby. I, like, think, I think that's why I'm keeping Lo, uh, Los Flores because I won. I mean, we don't have a trophy or anything, but like I won it. I once you win, like you're, the it's team it. name has got a, is ingratiated forever. It's, like, it's there. It's stuck. If you know? aliens find this artifact or figuring out <laughs> and you've changed team names, how will they ever know How you're a multiple time know? winner? They won't ever know, Tyler. <laughs> they won't ever respect you when they when they abduct you. This is what I'm doing it for. It's for the respect of the ancestors, of the descendants, and the ancients. Like, well, I'm doing it so that when my when one day I die, my kids can take over my teams. <laughs> That's really what this is. <laughs> you, you you thought this was about me? No, no, sir. No, my children will be. The last fantasy football line will last the test of time. I may, I may have all girls, and my last name will die off. Don't care. My fantasy teams better be going on for centuries after I pass. You are the Targaryens of fantasy football. Helmet, helmet grievances better be going on for at least two hundred years after I'm gone. At least two hundred years. Football will cease to be what we think of it as today, but that. That stuff is continuing. But damn it, if you don't download the ESPN <laughs> Fantasy app every August and delete it every January, I swear. <laughs> I will haunt your ass. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. gosh. All right, okay. Tyler. I have, so I have a fantasy draft tomorrow night. I have a fantasy draft with you. I have two fantasy drafts with you yeah, on one Saturday. Saturday. One Sunday. Saturday at 9 in the morning is your Harambe's 12th man and then one at is it nine Seven. in the morning now? I it changed it from ten attention. to nine. Yeah, they changed it from ten to nine. All right. Okay. And then I have my and then I have my grad student one on nice. Friday night in person or on Zoom. Don't know yet, but mine are all Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, and we should, we should we should try to get adopting, on Zoom. I think I may be adopting your strategy of defense does not matter. Defenses um, and kickers, bro. I'm telling you, defenses. You go week by week on the waiver wire. You look at the best possible matchup. I firmly believe this in already it. in kickers, and I kind of believe it in defenses. I'm I'm a full defense. My draft strategy for those who out there are draft Clyde Edwards Alaire. Figure everything out afterwards. No plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my draft I'm, strategy in our in our keeper league is um, mm-hmm. I have Lamar Jackson and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. And I'll just plug holes. <laughs> in our keeper league, I have Deshaun, Michael Thomas. I have Deshaun, Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, um, Tyreek Hill, DJ Metcalf, DK I Metcalf. I Alvin Kamara. I forgot about that, too. You do have Alvin Kamara. Um, Legendary moment last year when I drafted him one spot ahead of Storm. Legendary moment. <laughs> Noted Saints fan Storm. He's still, he's still not over that. Okay, here's my here are my keepers for our keeper league: Deshaun Watson, Aaron Jones, Carryon Johnson, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Curtis Samuel, Kyle Rudolph, and DK Metcalf. Now, I am in need of. I technically have a starting lineup. I'm in need of four bench spots, a defense, and a kicker. Five bench spots, a defense, and a kicker. Now, I'm going to say this here, Tyler, and I understand that some of our friends listen to the pod. 
How? I don't know. But I will be acquiring. But it's happening. Man. It's, it's, Tyler. I you you know how high I've been on this man since like November. Yeah. No. This is your guy. This you, is my guy. You were the one who was championing way before it was popular. The Clyde Edwards Hilaire running back one. I like. I've been <laughs> saying this. And then it happened. Like I've been saying this. And then he was taken in the first round. Remember the first? Remember we watched that draft? And it, we were we yeah. were on a Zoom. It was you, me, friend of the pod, Michael, and then. You and you and Michael's two friends. I forgot their names. One's Devin, right? He was cool. Yeah, Devin. Then Love they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the last pick. We were just kind of hanging out, and then all of a sudden it was picked. And Tyler, you went, "Oh my God, no way!" And I was victory lap, <laughs> victory lap, victory lap. I should have, I should have allegedly bet on that. I freaking knew it, man. I knew it. Oh, yeah, next time. Um, now I gotta my get keepers are real mm-hmm. quick. My keepers are Lamar Jackson. Alvin Kamara, Sony Michelle, uh, Chris Godwin, Devontae Parker, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, the Ravens defense, and Darius Slayton. All right. Hey, Deshaun for Lamar straight up. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to ask you every week. <laughs> Deshaun for Lamar straight up. Uh, I'm becoming more open to it, but still no. Are you really becoming more open to it? More no. than absolutely not of yet. It, last week it was a 100% the moment the words left your mouth I said absolutely not Correct. I waited a second today alright so like, so what you mean to tell me is you're gonna break week, me down by week 10 I'll get a full 10 second pause maybe yes. <laughs> maybe it depends oh, on how much man. Bill O'Brien has ruined Deshaun Watson oof and that is a conversation for another day uh, Tyler it looks like we are done here um, yes, we'll, be, we'll be back next week. We're not going to do a Sunday review show this week for uh, our honestly, because the biggest game of the week is BYU Navy and that's on Monday. So, <laughs> um, yep. yeah, we're not going to do that. We will probably most likely start our two shows a week where we do a review of what happened the week before and a preview of what's happening the week after in two separate episodes. We'll be doing those probably starting after week two. Week two on the schedule, we got UAB Miami, SMU TCU, Syracuse UNC, um, Duke Notre Good Dame, games, baby. Good Clemson games. Wake, um, Georgia Tech FSU. We got tons of really good games going on that weekend, so we'll probably start it off um, with our preview next Wednesday of the week two games, Tyler. Yes, sir. All right. Um, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And uh, Tyler, we are 100% not biased, but... Never been biased. Never. But go Gators. Go Gators, baby.